Recorded live from a place that leaves your hands cracked and screaming for more lotion, it's Transformation Thursday. I am Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are also she, her. Hey, Penny, how about Mm -hmm. an episode on eggs? Eggs? Well, eggs are nutritional, but I don't know if they're transformational. Well, what about envy oh, eggs? Oh, oh, we're not talking about scrambled or poached or fried, I see. All right, yeah, sure, nice. You know, come to think about it, you know, if you've ever asked an Englishman or English person about eggs, isn't that like the scariest question you could ever ask them? How oh would you my- like your, How would you like your eggs? Ew, I don't know. And by the way, the correct term is person of English by, right now. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. We got to work on that, so. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, yeah, so what we're going to be doing in this particular show is we're going to be looking back and looking at ourselves back when we were eggs and the things that we wish somebody would have told us back then. And our egg conversation with ourselves will start right after the traditional music, swell and fade out. 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 Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling and my pronouns are she, her. And my name has not changed since the break. And that is Amy Stevens. And my pronouns are she, her. Yeah, but both of our names have changed in the past, Amy, as we're talking about this one. Back in the days when we were uh, using what some people call our dead names. And uh, I I like assumed name because they just assumed that was who I was because I never told them otherwise. Our our egg selves. And I like old name, actually, because I think it's, you know, for some reason, I understand dead name, but for me... You know, just for the sake of my family and my parents, I think that's a harsh term. So I've really tried to avoid using that around them. Yeah, I think we both are very much are the same way about uh, the our, our language and the 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 violence that we sometimes hear. We're in a very, you know, everything's a war on this and a war on that. And I think you and I both are the sort of people that don't particularly like that sort of violent um and 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 like abrasive conversation so dead name yeah it's the same but neither of us like it very much um but yeah it's what people in case you were wondering it's it's what uh transgender folk will oftentimes refer to their previous names before they transition and the point in our transitions just before we start to take those few fundamental first steps into becoming our authentic selves is oftentimes called the egg stage of our lives. Yeah. And the egg stage can, you know, as you look back on it, it can last for decades. You know, if I look back and say, Hey, when, when should I, I really crack that egg? I could probably trace that back to, you know, the early 1990s and maybe some of the things I was doing in the eighties, but I wasn't strong enough to break through that shell. And so that's why, and finally, when I faced a personal crisis four years ago this month, that's when I decided to, you know, take that big honking nose on the front of my face and peck it through the shell. <laughs> oh, that had a good had use for something. Yeah. Yours and mine, you know, our, our stories are kind of different. I, I for me, looking back and it's, it's, and I keep on saying this, I never, I didn't transition until I was 54 because I never planned on transitioning. I never had any of those. Th- I, 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 I would say I never thought about it. All I really thought about was transgender 
but that was because I was, it was like making sure that I never showed anybody part of it. I had like the thickest shell that you could possibly have. And as soon as it cracked a little bit, it just fucking blew up. And so my transformation, literally, I can tell you the transformation from the day to the day of my, of my, uh, of my social transition when it started and when it ended, it was a, it was, it was a 17 month process for me before that I, you know, and, and I've talked about this before about like surveys and things like that. If on um, April 27th, 2014, you would have asked me to respond to a survey, even completely anonymously, if I was transgender, I would have said no. But from 28th on, it was like, as soon as I said, well, kind of maybe it went to, to yes, to hell yes, to fuck yeah. Um, it was How long was that? How long did that take? Uh, well, the, I count my transition time from uh, April April twenty eighth, two thousand and fourteen. That was the day that I took the um, what's called the Kojiati, the Comprehensive Gender Identity and Transgender Index thing online, which is, is really a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time, and it was designed for people who were for, for men who were cross dressing to to figure out if they were cross dressers or actually transgender, and it was set up in quintiles and like the middle quintile was you know like you're sometimes a cross-dresser to the to, to one end is like maybe a cross-dresser and then you know go get the surgery uh, on, on that side and I took it and I was not a cross-dresser I did not have a secret identity of any sort I didn't have any women's clothes that I would put on or anything like that since um my mom found me in her dress in 1974, I think it was. So all of those questions that I was asked, the answer was no. And still the answer, still with the, the, the totals that came up, it was like I was on the edge of definitely transition, maybe transgender to possibly transgender. And so I said, so I'm androgynous, huh? <laughs> That's where I was. It took a lot of time for me to, to, to get past a lot of these lines that I would tell myself. And that's kind of like the, the, the basis of this is like, what do I wish if I was able to go back in time to when I started considering trans where I would be as a trans person, what would I, what would I would have helped me to know? And so that's kind of what we are doing today. Right. Well, yeah. And I think we also want to look back and say, you know, you know, what, what we know now, if we could impart that to ourselves in your case in 2014, and in my case, 2000, probably 16, 17, you know, definitely four years ago at this point, and we're recording this in January of 2021. So there's a lot going on in there. And I think, you know, because, but this is also a conversation to those in our audience and those who come across this, who are now considering this and would consider themselves NBs or consider themselves eggs. So, you know, the words we're going to say here today, you know, we want to give this to you as our gift to you from our perspective. And you can take what you want from it. Mm -hmm. You can throw some of it away and keep right. parts of it. Or you can just say, oh, you're all full of shit. And I'm not, and I'm androgynous, just like Penny was. Yeah, for about eight minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> for whatever it was. Yeah, I, I keep on. For me, I see a lot of uh, a lot of people uh, on Twitter 
who are in some stage of, oh my God, how am I going to tell my kids? How am I going to tell my parents? How am I going to tell my brother and sister? How am I going to tell work? What's it going to be like? I'm so scared of all of these things. And I just want to like hug them and, and tell them it's going to be okay. And I also recognize that I can only speak for myself and things that I deal with and the situations that I had are different than the situations that you had and other people had. So rather than talk about these individual people, I thought I would just like talk about myself and let you talk about yourself at that point and in, in the con in this context of, you know, what would have been helpful to for me to hear back then? You know what, you know what's jumping out at me right now is you're, you're talking about labels and you labeled yourself after that quiz androgynous. And I was when I started coming out four years ago, I didn't call myself transgender. I didn't call myself gender fluid. I started as calling myself a cross dresser. And that's originally how I came out to some close friends, my counselor and my, you know, now ex-wife. Mm -hmm. And so, but one thing I want to emphasize is labels can change mm -hmm. and Absolutely. they can change quickly. They can take a year. They can take decades to change because, you know, we went from cis heterosexual starting at whatever age, you know, and then at some point that label changed. And then because originally for me, it was cross dresser, gender fluid, and then eventually trans from gender fluid to cross or to transgender, excuse me, it was about a year, maybe a year mm -hmm. and a half. So, yeah. and even after I was on HRT, I was still saying, oh, I'm gender fluid. But deep down, I knew that ship had sailed. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so I think you and I agree that one of the things that I would, that we, I would like to tell myself is go ahead and, and call yourself whatever feels most comfortable, but don't expect that that's, or, or feel the obligation to keep that, that appellation uh, to, as, as you're going on, if you are most comfortable calling yourself androgynous person who uh, is not yet Penny, uh, go ahead and call yourself that it's perfectly okay to be there. It may not be okay to stay there. You know, don't, don't get, well, I can't do this more. I can't do this because that would make me that I am androgynous. So therefore I have to act in this certain way. I have to act as if I am partially masculine. So if that's where you are, that's fine, but don't worry about it. If that doesn't fit anymore, it's okay to change. Yeah. And I think that leads to your top point that we noted here, you know. Yeah. You're not responsible for any other person's feelings about your transition, which is a big part about this. It's like, how will other people perceive me as I do this? How will I, how, how will they, um, how will they react to me? Will they, will they love me? Will they hate me? Will they reject me? Uh, and honestly, uh, I would tell myself that's none of your business. It really is not. Uh, they will react the way they will react. And um, you will find out if the, the relationship that they have to you will survive. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so it, it, you cannot live your life person who used to be, or who is the person formerly known as not Penny. Um, you, will, you, will, you will learn uh, about these things. And, you know, quite frankly, you're not going to lose a lot of people. Uh, I have honestly, one of the things that I, I keep on fighting with about my transition is that I keep on seeing stories and hearing uh, trans women talk about the struggles that they're having and all the, the resistance that they have with their family and friends. And I'm, and I'm like, well, 
I didn't have that. Is there something wrong with me that everybody accepted me so quickly? Which is a really weird thing to think. I'm going to throw a caveat in here. Caveat and, away. Yeah. And I, and I pull this from Brene Brown and, you know, and also from a mental health standpoint, if their reaction and you're dependent on them to have a positive reaction, like you absolutely 100% have to have a positive reaction from this person, understand you can't control their feelings. And if you have to have a 100% positive reaction from somebody, you might want to wait and come out to them at a point when you don't have to have that type of reaction from them once you're more comfortable with coming out because that the rejection does hurt and it can take a toll mentally. And so there's, there's a balancing act there. And, and I'm going to say, you know, looking back to my old self and if I was going to speak to him, because I think he's still in here somewhere, you know, I, I just think Amy and him flips flip spaces. You're never going to get that balance hundred percent, right. But at the same time, you got to take some chances. But if you're 100%, I have to have this response from somebody. You can't control that. So you might want to hold off on that person until you're comfortable that you might not get the response you want. Are you talking about situations where there's like an imbalance of of power, either fiscal or financial power or something like that, like a parent-child relationship where if the child reveals themselves to a parent that they think might be, have a violent reaction to them, that especially in these times of COVID, uh, that, that they should take that into account. Yes, absolutely. That I agree with that 100%. Uh, make sure that you are in a safe spot when you do this. Make sure you have a safety net of some sort. If you are in that, for you and me, it was not the same. I was the, uh, I was the breadwinner. I was the financial st- stab- stability point there. So that gave me a lot of power in this situation that a lot of people understandably do not have. That's a good tack on to what I was saying. But also, if you're in a mental spot... I mean, just from a mental health standpoint, if you are that anxious, that worked up where you have to have 100% positive response, you might want to, because that can play into a lot of other things. Because if that other person, like a spouse or a partner, doesn't respond positively, that can spin out of control as well. And I've seen that play out with some of my friends too. And so there's a balancing act. You're never going to get that right. But yet safety is also really important too, especially what you're speaking about as far as, you know, a parent, maybe somebody who provides financial support, whatever it is, there's so many different factors that go into this because transitions touches every part of your life. There will not be an aspect of your life that will not be touched by transition. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe the 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 best way to approach this that I for for talking to uh, Proto Penny uh, would be make sure you're. It's a very fearful situation. It's a very fearful time in your life. It was a very fear. It was a very fear-filled time in my life. Lots of anxiety, but make sure that whatever you're doing, uh, the decisions you're ba- as much as possible are based in faith and not fear. Faith and what faith in yourself, faith in your friends, faith in a higher power, whatever you put your faith in, um, make sure that you're doing it as, as faith. Uh, you know, so if you can say, 
I, I don't want to do this because if I do this, I am afraid that that's not necessarily a health thing, but no. I'm going to do this because I have the faith that I will be able to overcome it, that I will be able to find a life outside of this person if they reject me. You know, well, I, if, if I was, if I was a teenager and I was living at home with a, with a, with a parent that might reject me, especially in a time of COVID where of pandemic, where I have to have someplace to stay, uh, that faith will be a lot less. Yeah. And I think as well that in my situation, you know, I was at a spot where I was having a classic existential crisis where that pain that I was feeling could have led to, you know, I was planning my suicide and so I had to make that choice no matter what. I had to start coming out for that reason. But I also knew that I had safety. I had a place to live and we weren't yet in COVID time. So, but leading up to that too, you know, you know, it took, it took you a while to go from NB status to getting on HRT for mm -hmm. me as well. But I would say also trust your feelings. Yeah. And if you're having these feelings, you know, I would say cisgender people, don't wonder about their gender like we do. Maybe maybe they have a passing thought. Oh, I wonder it'd be like, but if it is consistent, persistent, and long-lasting, there's something to that. And that's something that you need to really trust your feelings and understand. Because, you know, cisgender people don't, I would say for the most part, probably don't search for feminization, hypnosis, MP3s back in the early days of the internet. I'm just saying. Yeah, just, yeah, right. Just, just throwing just, that out there. Yeah, yeah, just just completely apropos of nothing, apparently. Yeah. And I, on, the, on the other hand, you know, just, you know, because all of all of our converse, best conversations are tangential. Somebody that I follow on Twitter, uh, another trans woman said, do you think, do you wonder if cis people ever have gender euphoria like we do? Well, they just all of a sudden they're just like, you know, I didn't, cause I had one on Sunday. I was like getting like Sunday afternoon all of a sudden. And it was just nothing. It's like, I felt my skirt brush up against my thigh and I'm like, Oh my God, this is so, and I just had this rush of joy that I am able to, to live my life in this way. I, do, do cis people have any moments that are similar to that where just out of the, out of nowhere, just absolute joy that they are who they are. I wonder about that sometimes. No, and I'm shit. I'm, I'm sh I almost said I'm shitting here. <laughs> so is that where you're going? So what do you think? No, I'm sitting here thinking though, as you know, moments of gender euphoria, and I had one last week as well. And it, you know, just in the moment, you know, just having these moments in life where I can be a woman. I can be tender. I can be caring with somebody or a group of people. And it's not weird because it's not too feminine. And, you know, in these special, you know, moments that I have where I can be real and authentic with myself, they're so tender and special that there's times where you just have the happy tears. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? And last week was one of those weeks for me. There were a few times it's like, you know, I'm just happy. I'm euphoric and I could have some happy tears. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things that we should tell our egg selves, Amy, that you will have moments of joy that you have never experienced before in your life. And they are fantastic. And even though there are going to be hard times and upsetting things that happen to you moving forward when you transition, 
you will have these moments that are just second to none and they all be fantastic. And you will be so grateful that you have done what you did. Yep. Oh, I totally agree. So that was one of mine. No, kind of I, of, I, that I, was I, kind I, of both of ours. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that one. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I've showed you mine. Now you show me yours, Amy. Well, I want to talk about trust the process. Ooh. You know, if you're going to trust your feelings, you also got to trust the process because there is a process to this. So you have these feelings, you know, and I, I had a friend reach out to me once and they're like, I'm not sure if I should go on HRT. I keep wondering about it. I keep thinking about it, you know, and I said, you know, trust that process. If you do decide to get on HRT within a month or two, you're going to know if being on estradiol or whatever blocker you're on, especially, you know, the blocker combined with estradiol. When I say blocker, I'm referring to testosterone blocker. Like spironolactone? Well, this would be a different drug for somebody else, but I don't want to okay. get into that. Yeah, I don't want right, to get into that. Right. I just want to make sure I understand what I you're I don't want to out anybody. Out? Out. So, but trust that process where if you do start on these male to female hormone replacement therapies, that if you don't like it in a month or two, you're going to know and you can stop and that's okay. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah, you have to trust the process. It is, and that kind of, you know, trust, trusting your feelings as well. My caveat to that is you have to be aware of your feelings, which takes some work. And I would tell that to my, to my egg is uh, you got some work to do uh, and you're not used to paying attention to what yourself, what you want. And what you do a lot is lie to yourself, lying about what you want. So once you start learning to trust the process and start learning to trust your feelings, start going with them, um, stop lying about what you want. Um, consider this phrase, if there is a question, there is no question. If you are considering, do I want an orchiectomy? You wouldn't be considering, do I want a, and I'm talking specifically to my egg, you wouldn't be considering, do you want an orchiectomy if you didn't actually want the orchiectomy? Uh, you wouldn't be considering transitioning if you didn't actually want to transition. Uh, there are things that you would like to have uh, past Penny. Go for them. Start planning for them sooner rather than later because you're probably going to end up regretting the time you spent denying yourself these things. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you, you, you don't, yeah, don't just rush headlong. Do some thoughtful, thoughtful examination of your life. Do some thoughtful examination of what you want. Accept the fact that you are, um, you are a woman and every thought that you have that, um, that takes you away from that most likely has been instilled by somebody else. The other side of this is, you know, you know, you're talking about these things of, you know, as you said, if there is a question, there isn't a question, you know, and then, you know, this brings the orchiectomy starts the surgery conversation. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've learned as I've gone through this is, as I've discussed with my ex-spouse, you know, some of the procedures that I'm working on or towards or have had, one of the things that comes up every once in a while is like, well, I thought you said you weren't going to get surgeries. What happens is, is as we go down this throughout this process, as we get more comfortable with who we are as women, 
or if you're female to male as a transgender man or guy, dude, however you want to label it, or even as a non-binary person, because how you ever identify is up to you. And you're the one who gets to define that, but you also are the one that gets to choose the procedures that you do or don't do. And back again, as the labels change with gender identity, what you want for procedures can change as you go. You don't have to lock yourself into, I'm never going to get surgery. Because I think you and I have both said that to ourselves. Yeah. And that's and I, changed. Yeah. I, I, and I have also said that every single uh, thing that I have done to, that has made myself feel better, I have told myself I did not want to do that. I told myself that I was not going to be fully transgendered, that I was just going to be androgynous. I told myself that I wasn't going to have any surgery. I told myself that I uh, was going, that I was not going to change my name. I told myself that I really wasn't ever going to be wearing dresses or wear makeup. I told myself all of these things because I was, because I was making decisions out of fear. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's the thing. Make sure that you know what you're doing uh, will change. Make sure that you are aware that once you start accepting yourself, that things will happen that you thought you wouldn't happen. And so that's, that's an important thing to be aware of that you don't, that you don't feel stuck. Well, I, I, <laughs> I said I'm androgynous, so I cannot really be transgender. That, that, that's bullshit. It is perfectly okay if you start out, and even even to things like names. If you think that you're gonna, you want to use a a name, and then it turns out that, that name doesn't fit you as well as you thought it would, and you want a different name, actual name. If you know, I said, okay, I'm Penny, and then I said, no, I'm actually not not Penny. I'm Edna, um, which I never would do. But um, but yeah, if whatever it is. If you want to, if you're, if you, if you think that it's something that fits you better, then explore it. And if you think it really will, then change. Yeah. And I think we already spoke about this, but you know, like you said, lying about what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we get to change. We get to change our minds. You're valid as whoever you are. You mentioned valid as a woman, but you know, if you're in this NB space and you don't know what you want to do, you're valid as whatever you choose as your gender, as your gender expression, as your sexuality, whatever you decide on whatever path you decide to go down, that's right for you. And I know for myself, I've come a long way. I'm going to honor and love you for who you are as a person when you're authentic because people can smell fakeness. So however you do this, do it real for who you are. Okay. I'm, yeah, I have always, you know, I'm, I'm trying to speak only for myself because there are so many variances here. And so I'm just trying, yeah, I'm, you, I agree with everything that you're saying about these things. And sometimes I'm, I may say things that are different to you because these are the things that I felt for me were the important things. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying the things, these things are important for me too, but I'm also looking back at my old self, but also addressing a lot of my comments to some of our listeners who might still be in that MB state. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, but I'm my. I guess that's the difference between you is I'm doing it just for myself, and they can take whatever they want. I don't really want to address anybody about anybody's transition because it is very specific. It I'm is. just knowing that for me, for me, this me. is what I. Yeah, that's 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 the way that that I wish. If it, I I I don't really have any regrets. Uh, sometimes I have longings. Um, you know, I, I I wish. Sometimes I think I I wish that I had done this. Uh, you know, 30 years or 20 years or even 10 years earlier, but you can't do that. I can't do that. It's not really, no one can change the past. So I'm just going where I am and moving forward. And uh, these are all minor things. I'm pretty happy where I am right now. So for the yeah. financial stuff. Well, yeah, I have two regrets. Oh yeah. What are their names? Ha ha ha. No, the, the two big regrets I have are number one that, you know, um, you know, a few months after starting hormone replacement therapy, I knew it was going well. And, but because I was afraid of losing my marriage at that point, I actually hid my increase in dosage from my ex-wife mm. and she caught it by just one day she walked by and saw my bottle of pills and said, these used to say two milligrams. Now they say six. That's not mm. a good way for somebody to find out that you've increased your dosage, especially for somebody that you supposedly love and care for. So that was a regret, but I was coming from a fear-based position with her. And that kind of goes back to what we were saying before. If I'm going to look back at my egg self and say, you know what, if I'm that dependent on somebody's positive response, I might might have wanted to take a second look at that situation. The other one that I have is I waited about nine months to actually come out to my children, you right. know, and I wish I would have come out to them at the beginning of the process, at least at the beginning of when I started hormone replacement therapy, because they went from Amy, who they thought they knew, to Amy being Amy with boobs and everything. And, you know, they went from zero to 60 in no time flat. So I wish I would have given them more time to make that adjustment. Yeah. One of the few things that I, I don't I like the way I started the sentence. I was going to say one of the few things that I've done right in my life, but one of the things that I did right, I, I think f for me was I actually set up timelines of things. Okay. Before I do this, these are the things that I want to have happen. Uh, and one of the things is before I start transitioning, before I start doing anything, I'm going to let my children know what I'm what I'm about to do. And before I tell my children, I, I told my ex-wife simply because I did not think it would be fair to her uh, to hear, to get a phone call from my kids going, mom, what's going on with dad? And have her not know. Yep. So, so if, if, if there's an overarching suggestion, it would be be upfront about things, figure out who you want to know and when you want to know them. And if it's something, if it's someone that you would like to know before or after you start transitioning the, the next, the, the next one I did was, okay. As, as soon as I realized that I wanted to go on hormone replacement therapy, I started back timing from that where who would, because basically I wanted to know when I walked into uh, the endocrinologist's office, I wanted there to be no doubt of exactly who I was. So I had completely transitioned 100%. And that included, you know, I, so I started out with friends and with the rest of my family and my church. 
Uh, the last one was work for me because I was working in television sports uh, with a whole bunch of like athletes and former athletes and, and, and frustrated athletes and like division one athletes and NBA and NFL athletes. And here I was all of a sudden going from this person that they knew to an entirely different name. And so that was the scary one for me, but they were completely accepting. Uh, I think for partly because I, um, I made sure that I was like hyper competent and that I was an an invaluable part. I I really did this. I was like, okay, I want to make sure that they can't fire me because if they fire me, the, everything goes, everyone goes down with the ship. If I, if I leave. And, and seriously, I did that. Like I was like the pinch point from so many different things that they, they that they couldn't fire me. Um, and then and they never and that never even crossed anybody's mind. So they, they had that honesty about who you want to know. You know, set set up timetables. Set up okay. This is by this point, I want people to know before I do this next step. This is what I want to have happen before that. That I think is always a great way of going about this. For one thing, it's it's when you when when I'm methodical, I I don't deal in fear nearly as much. It's like this; it's just a plan that I'm doing, and that maybe that's my uh, my my television production background that that comes to the fore. But that's a really really important thing, and I, and I want to move on to the next one, um, if that's okay with you, Ames. Yep. All right. The next one is you're valid as a woman. To my former self, you are valid as a woman. You will be an exceptional woman. And don't ever doubt that about yourself. Pretty simple. And it's straightforward. Yeah. You know, and I think that's universal. You know, I would say the same thing to myself. You are valid as the person that you are, whoever you are, and at whatever stage, as an NB, you're valid as an NB. Um, Trans man, trans woman, uh, gender fluid, however you feel. Uh, you are valid as a human being in that state. There is nothing wrong with being your authentic self. You will find love. 100%. Be 100%. yourself and find love. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really a great way to, to, to end this segment, Amy. Is like, you're valid. We're, Amy, you are valid as Amy. And you're valid as Penny, Penny. Ah, thanks for just uh, saying that because it's true. Yeah. Right, we'll be back with a real quick wrap up right after this. Uh, and uh, as always, this is Transformation Thursday. To financially support Transformation Thursday, go to transformationthursday.com and that will bring you to our Patreon page. Once there, click on Become a Patron. You can also follow us online on Facebook. You can follow us by searching Transformation Thursday Podcast and please join our private Facebook group by searching Transformation Thursday on Facebook. On Twitter and Instagram, you can follow us at TransThursPod. To make sure you stay up to date with all the latest episodes, please subscribe to Transformation Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a short review. It's free, and it does help get Transformation Thursday out to a larger audience. Finally, Transformation Thursday is copyrighted material. All rights reserved 2021. I love the hands. I just love watching you do voiceovers because it's so much fun. It's like you're directing... It's like it's it's like you're directing cheers in a crowd. It's like finally, everybody, let's do that. Welcome back to our final segment of Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she/her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she/her. This is the final segment. Like, is this like a is this an announcement, Penny? 
no, no. I just meant final segment of this particular episode. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we haven't spoken about that, but I'm, I'm glad to hear this. No, I'm not breaking up with you. That's a, the, 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 we are still perfect. We, <laughs> we are still officially part of the Megan Mac best friends category here. Online edition. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still love, I, every once in a while I get an email or a comment from somebody like, are you and Penny a couple? And I'm like, oh no, we're way too good of friends for that. Yeah, we're a couple, we're a couple of some things, but not a romantic couple. No, yeah, definitely we, not. Definitely. I, I still, although things are, th- things may be changing. I still kind of identify as a raging heterosexual or flaming heterosexual. That's it, not raging, a flaming heterosexual. Well, and I'm a flaming lesbian, so. Yeah. That has been confirmed over yeah. and over. Yeah. So that's fine. So yeah, there's really not much learning that went on. And it's all just like, because like, what do we learn? We learned that we should have done some shit sooner is really all we did. Uh, but I'm really happy with where I am. I'm really happy with where my transition is going. I'm really happy with this podcast and uh, the end, I guess. What do you got to share? Well, and I'm really happy with how my life has turned out as well. And, you know, when I was looking at, at my future in 2017 and 2018, I didn't see a happy future. And once I made that decision to start hormone replacement therapy, you know, that's when things started to change about a month into it, as I've shared before, that's when I knew I had made the right decision. And even though there's been the ups and downs and some pain associated with transitioning, it's still huge net positive in my life. Yeah. I, I have an amazing group of friends. I, I'm just, I'm really blessed and I have a great life and I'm really happy with where I am. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a takeaway. Uh, once you make these decisions, if you, if you're wondering if they're the right decision, you will know very, very soon if it was or was not the right decision as you, as you trans transform. Um, Amy, I'm, I'm glad that you're no longer an egg, uh, even though you are a little bit scrambled. Yep. Uh, and I'm over very easy. <laughs> See, okay. it's egg jokes. It's egg jokes, Amy. It's funny stuff. Laugh like you mean it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for this particular episode of Transformation Thursday. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget to support us on Patreon. Uh, send some ducats our way so we can keep on this uh, quality product that we keep doing for us. But as far as I'm concerned, all I have left to say is good night, Amy. Good night, Penny. Good night, everyone. Good night.